Will the Capitals be buyers or sellers at this year's trade deadline? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. So, in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the tough decisions surrounding the Capitals at this year's tread uh, deadline. Are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? I guess a lot of that is determined on how the Capitals play between now and the trade deadline. If we remember last season, it was the perception that the Capitals were, in fact, not in it. Uh, so they were sellers. And subsequently, they traded and they moved out Hathaway and Orloff. And we know that the Capitals got Sandine. And it's an interesting thing, the Capitals this year, uh, are they going to be able to turn it on and be contenders? If that's the case, Brian McClellan might go out and pick up that big piece. If not, they could be sellers. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later is if they do make additions to this team. What would be a good addition on the blue line? A little bit later, I will talk about, Brian McClellan talked about that they need a scoring forward on the top six. What are some options that could potentially be available for the Capitals? But just to get it going here, like I talked about, a lot of this lies within the Caps' hands. You know, you take a look at the last weekend's games. What happened is that on Saturday, they picked up a big win against the Rangers on Sunday, then they fell. And that's kind of been the story of the Capitals this entire season is you'll win a couple, then you'll lose a bunch and back and forth and back and forth. There has not been a lot of consistency. They have not strung together a lot of wins. And if we take a look at the standings right now, you know, there is definitely some room for growth for this team. I I don't want to make it sound like they are out of it by any stretch of the imagination, but as I look at this right now, uh, they are in seventh in the Metro. So, you know, there is definitely room for improvement uh, for the Capitals if they want to to get back into it. Um, And, you know, again, I'm not saying that they're out of it. You know, a lot of it will be determined tonight. You know, they take on the Ducks, and then uh, after that, they will be taking on the Blues Um, Two teams that are not great and potentially the Capitals could walk away all of those with W's and that would definitely help in their case at making a big push in the Metro division. But, you know, as we talk about the team and oftentimes I hear people say, well, what player would they move? Who would they move? You know, are they going to move like a Kuznetsov? Are they going to move like a Mantha? Listen, I guess a lot of that is going to depend on 
how big of a piece they want to get. If they want to get a big piece, they're going to have to give up a big piece. And the difficult thing about this time of year between now and the trade deadline, which is in March, is that sometimes you get a little crazy in my perception. And sometimes you'll go out and make a big trade, give up a big player, and you just get a rental. Most of the time, this time of year, around the trade deadline, it's just a rental. So someone that's going to help you in your pursuit for this year. So that's why I talk about that it depends on where the capitals are at. If if it, they're trending upward and they're making inroads into the Metro, like say they're in third or second place, something like that, uh, even fourth place for that matter, maybe if they're you know a missing piece here, a missing piece there would help bolster this team and kind of push them over the top, then I say be all in. But I would hate to see a situation where the Capitals gave up a top prospect or maybe a guy that's on the team, you know, that's, you know, a contributor, a, a player that the fans love for a rental that may or may not help the Capitals. But if we talk about names in particular on this team that could be on the move, one name should come as no surprise. And it's been circulated by Frank Saravalli on the Daily Faceoff. It's been, I've heard of it on all the different uh, sites is <clears throat> Nick Dowd, potentially Nick Dowd could be on the move and he would be a good uh, piece on a team that is in contention for making it to the playoffs. And we've seen how great uh, of a job he's done for the Capitals this year and in previous seasons on the fourth line. He's a guy that has flourished on the fourth line, but uh, potentially could even play higher up. You know, he it's not just the fact that he is on the fourth line and he's doing pretty good. Nick Dowd is quite a player that I think, you know, he could slot even higher up on another team's lines or even the Capitals. I just think that he's done such a good job for the Caps on the fourth line that that's where he continues to be. Another name that should come as no surprise is Nick Jensen. Uh, a bit of an up and down season for the Capitals. He's had moments where he's played good, but a lot of them where he's been, you know, uh, an issue for the Capitals, coughing up the puck or being in the wrong position. Uh, that's led to a scoring opportunity. Most notably, if I remember correctly, it was Saturday's game against the Rangers uh, where he kind of coughed it up and then was in front of the net and kind of misplayed it. And that's just one snapshot uh, of errors that uh, Nick Jensen has made this year. I mean, if I'm going to take a look at his what he's done for this team in total, I think he's been a pretty solid piece, but he has been, you know, a little lackluster this year and, you know, kind of a, uh, an, an issue at times for or liability for the Capitals. So a couple other players that uh, could potentially be moved is Joel Edmondson. I know that's a bit of a surprise as the Capitals just picked him up last summer. <clears throat> and it does appear that he is a big piece for the Capitals on the blue line. But if they can get a positive return, should the Capitals explore moving someone like Joel Edmondson? Again, it's going to depend on what kind of return you get. And then there are the more predictable names, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Listen, I think that they would make a you know, move Kuznetsov at the drop of a hat if they found a suitor, if they found an upgrade, because I just think that Evgeny Kuznetsov is a round peg in a square hole for the Capitals. You know, he's shown glimpses of greatness. You know, if we remember back to the Rangers series there, he was involved in scoring opportunities and that, and that's when he's playing well. But if you want to widen the lens a little bit, you also have to look at the time that he's not playing very well. 
Uh, and those are all things to factor in. And he's just been kind of an up and down guy. You know, didn't flourish necessarily under Peter Laviolette, has had kind of a so-so uh, uh, season this year with Spencer Carberry. So potentially I could see them moving Evgeny Kuznetsov, of course. And then another player that's a bit surprising to people is Anthony Mantha, considering that he ranks near the top in offense for the Capitals this year, which is a surprising thing for me to say this season. Uh, if we remember how he played the previous season, and in the offseason, how everyone's like, we got to get Anthony Mantha out of here. You know, he's a healthy scratch. He's not helping to this team. He's done that this year, but that's good for the Capitals. His increased stats means that they can maximize his return, potentially. You know, if you have a GM that's really looking into the back of his hockey card, they'll go, okay, okay, I see that he's playing good this year, but how come he didn't play so good last year? And how about that injury that he faced? But I think that he's in a good position now to move on to another team if the Capitals can get a good return, because uh, we don't want it to go into the offseason where the Capitals get zero. I would rather get something than nothing. And if there is a team that's on the cusp of doing great things, then by all means, I say move Anthony Mantha. And this is all kind of contingent if the Capitals are either A, sellers, or if they are buyers, those would be pieces that would have to move out to bring pieces in. Um, and I guess if my knee-jerk reaction as I record this right now in January, unless they turn it around here within the next couple of weeks, uh, they're going to be sellers again. And I would love to be wrong. I hope they just knock it out of the park and they take down the Ducks and the Blues and the remaining games coming up here. But it's going to be tough. And we haven't seen a lot of evidence that they're capable of doing that. So a couple other players that I'm going to talk about that would be a little bit more difficult to move and a bit surprising maybe to some people. And this would ultimately be if the Capitals were in a selling situation or if they were buyers, they got a tremendous return. And uh, that is Charlie Lindgren, uh, we know that Charlie Lindgren takes on a low cap hit for the Capitals and could be appealing to a team that is on a Stanley Cup run, potentially. Like they are on the cusp of making a push for the playoffs and the Stanley Cup. Charlie Lindgren could be a huge piece that is attractive to a lot of teams if you take a look around the NHL. Um, generally speaking, netminders don't fetch a huge return, but a player like Charlie Lindgren, who finishes near the top in the NHL as, as far as goalies are concerned, is going to fetch a bigger return than, say, maybe a more average netminder. So, you know, just in particular, you take a look at teams that have struggled in net. Uh, you take a look at Toronto. You take a look at uh, Edmonton, for example. Um, and there's a lot of other teams that are dealing with injuries um, or just inconsistent netminders. So Charlie Lindgren, even though that is surprising um, and is the Capitals' number one netminder, if they feel like they're out of it, what is one of the things that I talk about on the show all the time is that the Capitals have a plethora of options in net. Darcy Kemper, you take a look at Hunter Shepard, Clay Stevenson, it would sting, and I don't think it's the right move necessarily to make, but if they found a good return, if they could finally address that top six forward, or maybe it's like last season where they get Rasmus Sandin, who's kind of this young and up-and-coming guy, um, maybe potentially, but ultimately I would hope they don't go in that direction. Other names, of course, are pending UFAs like Nicholas Abe-Cubel, who's been, let's face it, a pleasant surprise. We know that he uh, was cut from the team and sent down to Hershey earlier in the season and then called up and has done, done nothing but been consistent uh, on the fourth line with Malenstein and Dowd. Um, and also another player is Max Pacioretty, you know, um, he has been, you know, playing pretty good. It's been a very small sample size. I ultimately don't know what kind of 
contributions he's going to make to this team this year, but um, that that's what it's all about. If the caps are just, you know, ramping up, then we might hold on to some of those players. But if the bottom falls out and say they lose five or six in a row, something like that, then potentially they could be sellers. It's an unfortunate part of, of you know, sports that uh, you have to sometimes move on from these players that uh, you've grown to love. Uh, Nick Dowd comes to mind as one of the fan favorites. Charlie Lindgren, Chucky Sideburns. Uh, people love him as well. So some tough decisions for the Capitals to make, but it's up to the Capitals to prove, hey, we don't want to move on from these players. We're in it. And it's going to have to send a message to uh, Brian McClellan. That was the case last year where Brian McClellan's like, I'm not going to bail you guys out. You have to bail yourselves out. And if he, they weren't able to bail themselves out, then they were sellers. That's how we got Sandy. And that's how we moved on from Orloff and Hathaway. So tough decision for the Capitals. But ultimately, a lot of this lies within their hands. It lies in the hands of Spencer Carberry of where they're going to be in this uh, upcoming part of the season. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about, is there a scoring forward that the Capitals could acquire? There are some huge names. Would any of them have any possibility of coming to the Capitals? I'll discuss next. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all in prices and views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And one of the things that's frustrating for me is that when my favorite band or my favorite uh, sports team is playing and I can't find tickets, well, I don't need that stress. So that is why I open the Game Time app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. So if you're listening to this entire show, you know, in the first segment I talked about, will the Capitals be buyers or will they be sellers? And a lot of that is going to be determined on how they play between now and March, where the trade deadline is, what Brian McClellan and the Capitals are going to do. So what is one of the things that we've heard about this entire season and last summer was that Brian McClellan said he wanted to address the top six and he wanted a top tier scoring forward. Uh, some people could say that potentially that was Max Pacioretty. I ultimately don't think that that's what he had in mind. I think that that was just an opportunity that presented itself. But there are some intriguing names, and some of them are rivals. The Penguins, for example. And would the Capitals be willing to move a player? Would they be willing to acquire? And would the Pens be willing to play ball with the Capitals? An intriguing name for me is Jake Gensel. And I know it's against the Penguins, and I know that there's some bad blood there, but we've had Penguins come to this team before. 
Uh, the, and it's going to be interesting if that would even be an option. And I know that there's no move trade clauses, and I'm not going to get into the weeds with that. But Jake Gensel, uh, the Penguins are interesting. They've picked up their play uh, as of late. So maybe a trade isn't even necessarily guaranteed. But if they do lose, just like the Capitals, if they lose, there is the possibility that uh, they might want to move Jake Kensel, who has been a huge piece. And it is quite appealing for the Capitals this season. He has 19 goals and 27 assists. Last season, 36 goals, 37 assists. And the high watermark for him was in the 21-22 season, 40 goals, 44 assists. Again, I don't you know, necessarily think that the Penguins would be interesting in helping out the Capitals in their pursuit at winning. But, you know, if the Penguins, for example, slid down the standings and say for some reason the Capitals shot up, um, I think that if there was an intriguing enough offer um, that potentially the Penguins maybe would be willing to play ball. I mean, make no mistake about it. Jake Gensel would be a huge addition to this team. Just look at what he's done thus far. 19 goals. Last season, 36 goals. 21-22, 40 goals. That is quite appealing, especially considering that Alex Ovechkin uh, is not where he needs to be in the goal scoring department. And uh, we need goal scores if you know we want to win games. Where would the Capitals be this season if Alex Ovechkin had scored 30, 40, 50 goals, whatever the case might be? Uh, that you know potentially the Capitals would have won more games if he was dialed in where he needed to be. Jake Gensel. Could be a big piece. Another player I've spoke about on this podcast before is Andre Kuzmenko from the Canucks. Um, and his name has been circulated and kind of uh, circulated in the capital circle there by uh, Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick on the 32 Thoughts podcast. But in 22-23, Andre Kuzmenko tied with Elias Peterson for the most goals among the Vancouver Canucks with 39 and finished fourth among their scoring leaders with 74 points. Uh, the difference th thing this year is it's kind of surprising, but the Vancouver Canucks are actually pretty good. They're actually really good this season. Uh, Kuzmenko, however, has struggled to score with just eight goals and 19 points in 31 games, leading to a reduction in his playing time. That's led to rumors that he could become trade bait to address uh, other roster needs. Again, you know, I know they have uh, Thatcher Demko there and, but maybe could they be in the market for another goalie? Could they be in the market for someone like, you know, a patch ready, a Jensen, something of that nature. Um, Andre Kuzmenko. So there's things I like about it. I like that, you know, how he played in the 22, 23, the 22, 23 season, the things that have me concerned, however, is how he's playing this season, which seems like he's dried up a little bit and the reduced playing time. Um, is that something where he's just a victim of playing on a team that he's not fitting in or could he do rather well if he got a change of scenery? Uh, I guess I don't know. So that is a bit of concern for me there. Another huge name, and this is a name that I think that any team in the NHL would like, uh, is Elias Lindholm, 27 years old, Calgary Flames center. Lindholm has eight goals and 24 points and is averaging at 20.59 in ice time in 37 games with the Flames this season. And if we take a look at the Flames, they're ultimately not where they want to be either. Um, so could they be sellers, potentially? As it looks right now, as I look on NHL.com, it has them in sixth place in the Pacific. So some tough questions 
there are actually quite a few uh, teams that uh, are going to be in search of, of upgrades. And it looks like that the Calgary Flames have plenty of options as it does seem that they're going to be sellers this year. Uh, but if we want to take a look at an upgrade, I know that that would be shooting for the fences, but Elias Lindholm would be huge. Um, just taking a look at it in the 22-23 season, 22 goals, 42 assists. In the 21-22 season, 42 goals, 40 assists. You know, we talked about top six big scoring forward. That's what I had in mind. I wasn't talking about a Max Pacioretty. Now, Max Pacioretty is a big name, but he is a player that's been up and down. He's had two seasons with Achilles issues. Um, listen, he has shown that he can be a pretty good player, but if you could get the likes of uh, an Elias Lindholm or say something crazy like a Jake Gensel, well, that would be a huge, huge improvement for the Capitals, suffice to say. So those are possibilities uh, that are out there for me as scoring forwards. I understand that there's no trade clauses and no movement clauses, and I'm only going to go to 10 or 12 teams and uh, that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm just talking about names that could potentially help bolster this team if, in fact, Brian McClellan can go out and get a trade partner with the likes of the Vancouver Canucks or the Calgary Flames or the Pittsburgh Penguins, some of the teams out there that are you know, potentially going to want to upgrade. The Canucks are a team in particular I could see that would want to make upgrades here or there because it does appear as though they could be making a good push here. Um, if we take a look in the Western, the Pacific, they are in first place as I record this right now. Uh, so they, in 44 games, 29 wins, 11 losses for 62 points. Uh, they are kind of running away with it. So definitely I could see, you know, a team like the Canucks want to, you know, bolster their lineup to make that big push for the playoffs. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Those are the kind of players that I want Brian McClellan to go for. I don't want some meh. I don't want some players that's are lackluster. I want some player that's truly going to help take the Capitals over the top. If that's going to be the case, that is the question. All right. So coming up here after the break, I talked about forwards, but it also could bear that the blue line could stand to get bolstered a little bit. What are some intriguing names out there that could help lift up the blue line, bolster it and make it so the Capitals can win more of these games. I'll talk about that coming up. It's almost the halfway point of the season. And let's face it, the Capitals have had an up and down season. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And let me tell you something, guys. I was not the kind of guy that was really big into fantasy sports until I found Sleeper. And let me tell you, I love it now. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Capitals fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. 
All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I talked about in the previous segment about forwards that could help out the Capitals. There is also some players on the blue line that could potentially help bolster the blue line. Let's face it, John Carlson's been good. Um, and, you know, you take a look at it, Martin Faravari, and there has been, you know, glimpses of greatness on the blue line. Actually, it's been pretty good, uh, and it's been, you know, a little bit of a liability at other points. So obviously, there's always room for growth. And if they wanted to move Jensen out, uh, for example, or another player like that, then what would be a key piece that they could bring in? Let's take a look at options on the blue line. For example, Noah Hannafin. Uh, he was the Hockey uh, East All-Star, uh, or, excuse me, Hockey East All-Rookie Team 2015, Hockey East Second All-Star 2015, played in the NHL All-Star Game in 2018, and traded to the Flames by Carolina with Elias Lindholm for Dougie Hamilton, Michael Fairland, and Adam Fox on June 23rd, 2018. Seven goals, 16 assists would definitely be an upgrade. And, you know, oftentimes when you take a look at goals and assists for blue liners, it's a little bit distorted because, I mean, sometimes defensemen have an offensive flair, but oftentimes it's their job to keep the puck from going in the back of the net. They're kind of, you know, what's going to help the, the goaltender. So he's not aired out to dry. But Noah Hannafin would be a, a great option for the Capitals um, and another player that's on the Calgary Flames. And that's going to be a consistent theme through this podcast is it does seem like the Flames want to move out a lot of assets because, you know, the Calgary Flames are a team that has been a bit snake bit. And I think that on paper, they've, you know, they've had opportunities over the last handful of years where they could have, you know, honestly made a good push for the playoffs or a Stanley Cup. But I've always think it's been kind of a mismatch as far as head coaches are concerned, or they've struggled with having solid net minding. So in particular this season, I think that the Calgary Flames are going to try and move out some assets uh, to try to move in some big pieces, potentially, you know, because they don't feel like they're going to be able to re-up these guys to deals um, and probably have too much money committed to other players as well. But another huge name for the Capitals and a player that, you know, is on the Calgary Flames is Chris Tanev, Calgary Flames defenseman. Chris Tanev has been the subject of media trade speculation since October. Uh, he carries a 4.5 million cap hit for this season, along with a 10 team no trade list. Again, I was not able to find those teams. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have been the front runners for Tanev, mostly because Brad Tree Living was the GM of the Calgary Flames, if you are a bit of a hockey insider, you know that. Tanev's affordable contract, solid defensive game experience, and leadership. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, the Capitals need more than just John Carlson holding it down. And I know that Rasmus Sandin has been um, a key piece. And I think that Ethan Bear is going to be a key piece. And Martin Faravari, like the future. Um, but, you know, I think there is a possibility that Jensen could be on the move. I think that, you know, if you take a look at, you know, players that are scratched on a frequent basis, I know that they're not going to fetch as big of a return. But you take a look at Alexia, for example, uh, there are, you know, prospect options down in Hershey. So what is one of the things, and if you're an everyday of the show, you know I speak of this, is that the Capitals have just a glut of high-quality talent in the gold in the net mining department, goalies. But they also have that in on the blue line. There is a lot of great talent on the blue line, so many great players that there's ultimately not going to be spots for all of them. So those are positions that they have some flexibility that they could potentially move out a goalie to get in a big piece. They could potentially move out a blue liner to get a big piece. 
Um, and sometimes it would be moving out a blue liner to get an upgrade in the blue line. Um, and you know, that that's just the nature of how it's going to be. I don't think that ultimately, like I spoke of earlier that in Charlie Lindgren, I don't think if they traded Charlie Lindgren, for example, which I know is kind of an out there thing, but if they could maximize a return, it's something to think about. I think that they would try to see what they had in Darcy Kemper and Hunter Shepard. Um, of course I'm not Brian McClellan, but that's just kind of my hunch. And one of the things I'm going to say, cause I know I'll hear quite a bit of comments out there is there's no way they're going to move Charlie Lindgren. Listen, I would say that there's not a player on the Capitals right now. That's untouchable. I really hate, I mean, except for maybe Alex Ovechkin and I know people are going to say, well, he's not that still Alex Ovechkin is who he is. I don't think the Capitals would entertain a thought of moving, uh, Alex Ovechkin. I don't think that uh, Brian McClellan would do that. But I think other than that, I think that honestly, if they got a, a big enough return, I think that that Mac would entertain the thought on most anyone. If it was a huge upgrade, and I know the Capitals have shown reluctance to doing that, and I think that ultimately that is why they are in the position that they're in right now. They tried to rock out that Rock the Red era as much as they could. They grabbed that Rock the Red era sponge and squeezed all the juice that they possibly could out of it. And what are you seeing? You're starting to see pieces of that peel off. You take a look at Nick Backstrom, who stepped away from hockey, will probably never play again. You take a look at Alex Ovechkin, who I don't know who he is this year in the goal scoring department. You take a look at TJ Oshie, who's been injured. So a lot of those key pieces from the 2018 run are not once th what they once were. And I think that the, you know, the thought out there was let's see how much we can get. You know, how about if we add a small piece here and a small piece there, and maybe we can win a Stanley Cup again. It has not been the case. Uh, 2018 was the high water mark for the Capitals. And after that, it's been, you know, a bit tough sledding. I know they've made it to the playoffs. I get that. I, I know that they, you know, they missed the playoffs last year, but before that they made it to the playoffs and those are all good things. But what I'm talking about grander plans of making it to the Stanley cup, that's what I want to see. And I don't want to sound like a spoiled Capitals fan out there like, well, we're not making it to the Stanley Cup. That's not what I'm saying, but that's the above all end all, isn't it? Is to make it to the Stanley Cup. I don't want the 2018 Stanley Cup to be kind of the thing that, you know, the Capitals are going to put on their mantle and that's it. You know, uh, I want greater things. I want another Stanley Cup run. I do believe that they probably are a couple years, a few years away from it, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe they could bolster it by picking up some big pieces, you know. Uh, and they have the building blocks there. You take a look at Tom Wilson, John Carlson. You know, there are leaders on this team, not to mention, like I talked about what they have in net and the options that they have in Hershey on the blue line. This team's looking pretty good, but they are a few moves away from being contenders. That is my belief and is also evident if you take a look at the NHL standings in the Metro Division. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show a hit. When you're done here, head on over to Locked On's 24-7 streaming channel. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. I will have another episode tonight as the Capitals take on the Ducks, and I'll have a post-game breakdown Thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.